Welcome to the Athletic Approach, where we will guide you through the intricate maze of the mind in sport. The Athletic Approach is brought to you by Culture and Sport, where we believe that culture is critical to long-term success. I'm Kristen Bonowski. And I'm Manisha Agawal, and this is the Athletic Approach, where we don't just play the game, we understand it. We've been kind of talking about the idea of improving um, some of my self-talk because I'm sliding right now. And I was telling you that, well, I slide, oftentimes I can be hard on myself during the run. Um, and also before I slide, I get this moment of like anxiety where I'm kind of thinking like, I don't know, there's a moment right before I go where I'm kind of like, why am I doing this to myself? Because I get really nervous or like scared or something. And I, I know as soon as I'm going, I'm going to enjoy it. But there's always that flicker of like, wow, this is scary. What am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. No, I found it so fascinating kind of what your thought processes are like as you, well, mm-hmm. it's literally those seconds before you're in and you're, you know, you're shooting off. Um, but yeah, and I, and off the basis of that, lots of things kind of sprung to my mind and I know that you've had experiences of using different things um and some of the things that we you know we then talked about were um using self-talk um meditation or sort of mindfulness that kind of thing and visualization mm-hmm. um and yeah and we and we started with self-talk um yeah. yeah you mentioned that there's kind of like two ways to go about self-talk Yes, so you've got instructional self-talk. So that's quite um, focusing on what you need to do within your sport. So what are the actual actions that you need to do in order to perform what you're expected to perform? So, and, you know, we talked about how you uh, sort of run in, um hopping we 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 came up with a with a a few was it i can't quite remember i think it was execute stay not panic yeah essentially yeah yeah essentially like when you're going down in each corner there's kind of a few things that you need to remember and the important thing is Mm -hmm. like what remembering which steers you need to execute and eventually it's kind of like it happens and it's um like just muscle memory but oftentimes what gets in my way and I think it's pretty common with any slider is like you come out of a corner badly and you hit a wall or you skid or something and instead of thinking what you need to do in the next corner you're cursing yourself in your head or you're calling yourself a mean name or something like that and instead of thinking what you need to do in the next corner you're in this like negative tailspin of like oh I screwed up here instead of how do I fix it yeah and kind of some of the things that you mentioned there is actually this second type of self-talk which Mm -hmm. is kind of more about automatic expression so kind of what that means is um kind of how you feel about what you've just done so that can be positive that can be negative and it's more about your perception of how you feel like something has gone depending on the outcome so usually if very simple kind of example if you lose the self-talk would be quite negative if you win 
self-talk can be quite positive and you know you're kind of buzzing and you're up for it um and obviously a lot that we spoke about was kind of the fear of crashing um and kind of having understanding your thoughts and bringing that back to the present moment um and kind of changing it but we you know we discuss it it's so hard and and you know none of it is supposed to be easy it is a skill and it is something that you know that you practice mm-hmm. um so yeah how have you found it so far so I've tried like a few different things the one thing um so a lot of times I've really tried to pay attention to especially how I'm feeling before the run because I would say about like 10 minutes before I tend to get a little bit anxious and I start to get those like negative thoughts of like if you're feeling this anxious is this really what you want to be doing and stuff like that and I've tried to reframe them into like thinking reminding myself that I get to do this that there are a lot of people who aren't here sliding right now that there are people who would love to have this opportunity and I try and remind myself that I actually do have fun once I'm going so more or less like all that I just say in my head no you get to do this you don't have to do this you can walk away right now Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's actually helping a lot with those feelings of like turning it more into the anxious feelings into excitement versus like fear yes and picking up on that as well a lot of the times people can make the mistake of labeling their emotions as the opposite so instead of you know so if you're feeling quite anxious trying to incorporate self-talk to say I am calm doesn't work because Mm -hmm. it doesn't match your physiological state um so instead of you know again what you just said changing it from feeling anxious to being excited that still matches how you feel physically but it's putting that different like cognitive label Mm -hmm. onto it so then you can process better you can kind of let those feelings of anxiety kind of manifest into what you're about to do next yeah Um, and that yeah I think it also like I also like I know that I want to be there but I give myself the option of like control of the situation like you like you can walk away you can leave right now if you want you actually like no one's forcing you to be here you want to be here and sometimes I need to remind myself of that uh because sitting there sitting here right now like I'm like yeah let's go slide it's it's when I get to the top of the track and I get a little bit nervous about going or who might be watching or I don't know if I'm nervous about doing or trying something that's when it kind of creeps up Mm. and it's not a bad thing to be nervous at all that's another thing that that we talked about it just shows Mm. that you care it just shows that like you know when you flip it the other way and you're not nervous then that's a bit of a concern because why aren't you nervous because you it's normal to be and it's absolutely fine to be it's an it's only an issue when it almost takes over your life beyond those 10 minutes that you're feeling anxious um and you you know you've mentioned that you've becoming a driver so mm-hmm. that's something new and again mm-hmm. when you don't have a lot of experience in a certain role that can bring up feelings of anxiety as well again yeah. which is completely normal 
Yeah. Have you had that experience where you briefly mentioned how it can be a problem when it starts to take over your life, that in, that performance anxiety or anxiety about your sport? Have you had that experience? I My experience with anxiety is a bit of a funny one. Um, it's I'm trying to figure it out myself, but like whenever, so I always feel anxious before a performance. Mm, that's normal. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, so I'll go on stage, but it's afterwards I will have a panic attack. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I don't like and this is what I've noticed about myself is that I don't like being watched so it's from because if I'm on stage I know that people are watching me I'm very aware that I'm being watched and that's what scares me and even like in like dance classes where um, a lot of the times what will happen is that you'll learn a routine and the choreographer will split you into smaller groups um, and when I'm in those smaller groups again I'm like my anxiety is up here because I know I'm being watched and I even think about this like in the past in like other like like scenarios where at school when like I'm just writing and then I can feel the teacher looking over my shoulder I hated that I hated that like I just it was that feeling of yeah being watched and then even like with learning how to drive um it was that pressure of that I know that I'm being assessed yeah I know that I'm being watched and I'm being judged I can empathize with that a ton like um this season I was really excited to go we were told in November that we didn't have any funding uh for the the people who were trying to drive so if you wanted to drive you had to figure out yourself um how to get ice time and it ended up being that I ended up going to a few tracks by myself without any of my teammates and which is really sad because I really do love my teammates but at the same time I was really excited about it is it frozen oh my gosh did I just freeze there yes you did okay you're back now okay cool um yeah, so I was actually pretty excited to go and drive without having to compare myself to other people and not worry about what other people are doing, what their downtimes were, if they were doing good and I was struggling or vice versa. Like, it was kind of nice to go without any real critique for a little bit. Yeah. Or comparison. Yeah. I, yes, exactly. Because lately I've been having a hard time getting back to dance classes just in general so so the last thing I did really within dance is um compete with the university team and that literally was about a year ago today so I've not really gone to a class or anything but I've been teaching but it's that that pressure so it's the environment that you're in because the classes that I usually take every other dancer in there is wanting to make dance a career but I'm not I'm there for for fun to be challenged um to just learn Mm -hmm. but because everyone else in that environment is so in like intense in 
what they want to achieve it's it makes me feel anxious because I'm not I'm not pushing myself to have a career in dance so finding classes that have a different culture is so difficult Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's hard for me kind of just in terms of like the area that I'm in so I'm looking for different classes just so that I can enjoy it and not again like what you were saying like not have that pressure and just have fun I feel like I I think that's super interesting because to me it sounds like you have a really healthy perspective of dance you just want to enjoy it you want to have fun but then when you're around people who have a different kind of like competitive mindset it makes you really anxious and like it's almost like I don't know do you think it's because you don't feel like you you fit in with them or you're not like taking it as seriously or I don't know I think that's what it is it's like I'm not taking it as seriously and like the classes are for people that want to make it a career so Mm -hmm. naturally it has that intensity within it but if it's just for fun then you can tell when it's just for fun so that's kind of like the difference um and I think it all comes down to the choreographer but it also you know it turns it also depends on where the class is because if it's like because usually a lot of the open classes that happen are at a dance college or a dance university um but because of that it naturally attracts full-time dance students who are making it a career so it's like Mm. oh it's just it's just difficult but then some teachers will understand that other people are there just for fun and sometimes those classes are literally so so fun um and I've had experience of that but a lot of them are in Liverpool um but it feels like some of the less pressured classes are beginner classes and I don't want to take a beginner class I still want to take an intermediate or an advanced hip-hop class but that's where like all the top dancers are that's where everyone's trying to get noticed everyone's trying to um you know get a class video or whatever else it is and it's just like it's just a yeah it's just a different world but I think it for me I have to go in thinking I'm not pursuing this as a career so it doesn't matter if I don't pick up the moves it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I don't look as good as the dancer next to me I'm not in full-time training I'm not aiming to be on tour with Beyonce I'm not like that isn't my goal um and that's something that I've tried to kind of change in my head are you worried what they're thinking of you a hundred percent yeah yeah definitely because I'm worried that I come across as a bad dancer but I'm not a bad dancer I'm just not as trained as them right that's that's how I think of dance so there's no such thing as a bad dancer it's all about how much training each dancer has so if I'm comparing myself to a dancer who's in full-time training I'm not going to be as good as that dancer because we've got different levels of training so it was it was trying to understand that for myself and that took me a while to realize that I'm not bad I just don't have 
as much training as the next person and mm-hmm. I worry that other dancers think that I'm in full-time training and I look that bad <laughs> do you know what I mean like and it's like but they yeah, don't know me yeah you almost have to flip it you're like hey I look this good and I don't do it full time you know yeah no exactly exactly and it's like and I need to realize that oh I've gotten this far because Mm -hmm. of me and how much I've done but it's not like I'm wanting to make it a career either so yeah no it's it's an interesting one and I think sometimes what I've realized is that a lot of dancers are in their own heads anyway so there's something called yeah, the spotlight effect. honestly <laughs> honestly like I bet you most of them aren't even paying attention to you they're so worried about themselves um exactly yeah I feel like I feel like that in conversations like sometimes I'm worried like if I'm in a big group that I'm not talking enough and everyone's gonna think I don't want to be there and the reality is they probably are so worried about what they're saying that they're don't even notice that I haven't talked for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah exactly because like their way of um like dealing with whatever they're going through is probably by talking I know a lot of people that just prefer to talk 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 when they're nervous but then some people uh, would rather take some space and just like process everything yeah um but yeah no completely so yeah so the spotlight effect so that's exactly what it is so where you think it's basically you think people are watching you when they're actually not like and it's just trying to understand that you're not as special as people as you would think (laughs) yeah I mean, you're the main character in your own story and that can be good or bad because either you're constantly worrying about how you look or like you're, and that's like negatively affecting you, I guess. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Yeah, do you often find that in like in bobsleigh where there's moments of, you know, where you feel like, you, you know, you're under the spotlight? for sure yeah um there's a lot of like when when we compete we're the only ones in the track at that time so it's kind of just focusing on what's in front of you but if you think about it like all all eyes are on you there's no one else competing at that moment in time it's you versus the track and so there are like one of my things i was worried about when i started driving was I didn't want to join with my more experienced teammates because I was worried they'd be sitting at the top making fun of me because they could see my run going and I was worried that they were just going to like make fun of me behind my back and I was really Mm self-conscious of that but having talked to a lot of my teammates and stuff like at least to my face they're all very supportive and kind and like they they've all been new too so that was really nice yeah and um another thing about that is that everyone starts somewhere mm-hmm. and not everyone walks into a sport being the absolute best it's that it's that progression um mm-hmm. and I think that is such an important reminder to understand that it takes time and it's not a quick definitely thing not at all yeah and learning in bobsleigh is messy you end up on your head Mm. and when you crash it's basically like someone shoved you in the spin cycle of a washing machine 
you're you duck down into the sled and you're just an an object inside of another round object just getting hit around the whole time and it's really loud and it's kind of traumatizing honestly um yeah like it it's just something that can easily happen especially when you're learning and it's something that you kind of get used to but it's never fun <laughs> no no I think I would literally I don't even know because I don't even wear contacts I don't know what I would do with wearing glasses I'd probably like break yeah, no for real for real but yeah no and yeah and kind of like everything that we talked about you know it sort of brings it back to what your own thoughts are saying and that inner self-talk and then you know having that self-awareness to begin with is so important before um trying to make any changes or trying to um improve on anything that you want to improve on and that's a wrap for today's episode of the athletic approach we hope you gain new insights into the mental dimensions of sport performance and are inspired to dive deeper into this fascinating field the athletic approach is produced by manisha agwell and dr jeremy piasecki at culture and sport if today's discussion sparked your curiosity and you want to learn more head over to cultureandsports.com We've got a wealth of resources, articles, and research to help you understand the mental game even better. And don't forget, you can also connect with us on your favorite social media platforms. Whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, or YouTube, you can join our community for more insightful discussions, expert tips, and a behind-the-scenes look at the world of mental sports. Remember, the mind is a powerful tool in any athlete's training. The more you understand it, the better your game. So keep learning, keep growing, and keep pushing your limits. Thank you for tuning in to The Athletic Approach, where we go beyond the physical and explore the psychological. Until next time, stay strong, stay focused, and embrace the mental game.